Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then we need somebody to look up to for who working hard and that shit paying off and they stand down, bang, you yeah. know, keeping faith, whatever, whatever. Definitely look to Ed, man. So, yeah, never give up on yourself, bro. A lot of us, you know, look up to you from a distance or up close, you know, for our own inspirations and keep us motivated. So, yeah. Welcome to the Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station. My name is Ed Doxon. Um, today, I'm not going to even say I have a very special guest. I've been saying that every episode. Um, I got a very familiar face, familiar name, familiar brand. Um, a classmate of mine, we graduated 2010 from McKinley Tech High School. Uh, someone that I've been able to watch over the past, few, what, 10, 12 years? 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. And, and see him really, what we'll get into in the podcast, really just be himself and, and get paid for it and get lit for it because people who listen to that know Leak. And I'm talking about Leek, Mr. Eat, the Eat Boy, whatever you may want to call him. But we got Mr. Malik Jerry here today on the podcast. Walls off, Slim. How you feeling today, man? I'm going to eat you down the street. I'm good, bro. I can't complain, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you here, bro. Um, I think for the platform, what it represents by any means, getting to your dreams by any means, no matter the hurdles, whatever the case is, um, you exemplify that every day. I appreciate you, dog. Yeah, not like for real, but like it, it's times where like, and I think I wrote you the other day in close friends, but like, bro, like it's times where I've been like down and just your moves like real life motivated me, bro. Cause yeah. like, I'm looking like, you know, and I'm looking like this is just regular leak. Like somebody yeah. may talk about, oh, leak always joking or leak just went off about this. And I'm like, that's, that's why, always that's been him. Like and that's what people don't understand, man. That's why I still do it for my day ones. Anybody know me before I was going to eat, they're like, man, that's why you love them. Right. You know what I'm saying? But people that somebody can click my page and been following me for a month, be like, me or he? Different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, you just gotta get to know me, man. I, I'm gonna stay with be myself. You right. know what I'm saying? No matter what, every day. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said, bro. Like when I be sometimes see your close friends cut up, I be like, yo, he ain't changed yeah. one bit. He's been in the lunchroom off the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, for real, man. But uh, you know, people that's listening that don't know you may not know you, man. Just kind of tell people about yourself, where you from. Yeah, 29 year old Washingtonian. Been in DC my whole life, um, except for four years. I. Uh, went went away to uh, school. Yeah. Graduated from Virginia State 2014. Um, I'm a photographer, DJ, football coach, designer, community leader, influencer, motivator, son, brother, cousin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wear a lot of hats, but um, I just try to every, every no matter what hat I put on, I try to represent myself, my family, and my city. Right. Right. All right. Now, I know you mentioned Virginia State. You mentioned photography now. Did you major in mass media at Virginia State? Yeah, mass media, uh, focus in journalism. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what sticks out to me is I think this probably was two years ago. I don't know if it was on live, it was on YouTube, but you pretty much were saying how he got his start. Yeah. And, bro, like, the story was just so, like, it, like, made me love the brand more because I'm, like, I love when stuff just organically happens. Yeah, for sure. And if I'm not mistaken, you were saying, like, it started as your photography stand. Yeah. Like, this was your yeah, logo. Just a watermark, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, in high school, I was never talking about, yeah. I'm about to make clothes or <laughs> none of that, bro. You was on the field, but you was fly, though. Yeah, I was yeah, fly. That's why on. I was like, man, you know, it kind of <laughs> add up. But I never in my ever, ever, ever thought I would be making you know, clothes and everything, but yeah, yeah, it started with just um just needing a watermark. I remember I did the Broccoli City Fest. Okay. Just took some pictures of Eric about Dude, Future and Willow Smith and um a lot of the platforms were still in the pictures. Yeah. So that's when my man Michael Caldwell, we knew each other since missing teeth. He just hit me on Twitter one day, he was like, Yeah, bro, I just put this on your um 
just put this on your your pitches, you know right. what I'm saying? So they can know it's you. Yeah. Get your credit. And I was geeking, but at the time he was like, bro, this song just regular, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I made this on my phone. Yeah. It took me like two minutes. So, so I put it on my, my pictures and then I got like some stickers made. I put stickers all over the city. Yeah, and then um it just started picking up. By the time I made shirts, I guess people start putting two and two together. Like, man, I've been seeing them stickers and I think I seen them pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Where you get that shirt from? Let me I want that shirt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was it was yeah, it was definitely organic, you know what I'm saying? But it just started with photography, you know what I'm saying? And I remember like I used to pray to be a photographer to be able to help my family, support my family off of my photography, because that's what I was in love with. Yeah. But um, you know, I I just had to switch up that whole prayer and just be like, you know what, God, whatever you want to use me for, mm-hmm. that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm I'm making shirts, man, quitting both of my jobs, able to take care of my mom, my my family. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, bro. It's yeah. like it still ain't hit me yet for real. Yeah, bro. And that's it was something actually, you know, I was thrown away here was thinking about asking you kind of just answer the question. You know, it's been times where I made a few purchases and I had to meet up with your uncle. You know, yeah. this piece right here I had to meet up with your mom. Yeah. And like that's something that made me just like, dang, like, you know, it's one thing I have a team, but like you really got your family yeah, involved. I the whole in the family process, on board. Bro. Yeah. And I sometimes I think one time you came home, everybody was in the clothes. Yeah, the photo every, oh yeah, that's every that's every Thanksgiving, Christmas. Everybody <laughs> got them to eat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so talk about what family means to you. Like what does that mean to you? Oh, um, that's you know, nothing more important than family, like not even just my immediate family, just all the people God and put in my life over the years. Yeah. Like that's my that's my that's my village, you know what I'm saying? That's my tribe. So, you know, you only get one family, you gotta take care of them and mm-hmm. you know, when the going gets tough, tough get going. I just rely on my family and knowing I have, you know, good right. friends, you know what I'm saying? Cause those relationships take you far in life. Especially like with my whole transition of becoming like who I am yeah. to the world. Because right, right. like I feel like I always been this person everybody's ain't know me right um you know money and things like that you need people that could you know keep you grounded and um that's what my family is for me they just keep me grounded and keep me motivated man you know what i'm saying because if i was just out here by myself i probably wouldn't even be on this yeah yeah for real does do you think having your family involved in the process does that make like the business smoother as far as like yeah definitely more smoother you know what i'm saying because they understand me they can communicate in certain ways that you know other people might not know how or, or don't want be to. afraid yeah. to you know what i'm saying my family tells it just how it is you know and um i wouldn't i wouldn't have it no other way but you know my vision for the brand is to be able to have 100 250 employees yeah so it's just the beginning right now and um that's the the, the beauty of it all you know what i'm saying the beginning stages of entrepreneurship you know yeah not for sure and um you know when, when would you say you think you saw the brand like like all right the brand is growing because i'm gonna tell you for me it was like I remember 21 at Broccoli uh, City one year. He yeah. had it on. I seen that. But like, it was one night when I was in grad school, bro. I'm watching uh, Mimo 600, Steppers video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, watching that from man. Chicago. And like, it was swerved off somebody. It was an E-hoodie. And yeah. like, I ran a drink back. I'm like, like that is good from D.C. I'm like, they rocking this drink in the shot. Like, yeah. it's shot rack. You know yeah, what I'm saying? We got even in the shot. And that's what really had me. Like, shot in D.C. a lot. Yeah. I was like, nah, that's solid. So, like, for you, what moment did you feel like? Was it, like, somebody who wore it? Or was it an email Man, you got or something? Bro, like, every single moment. And I know that sounds, like, real cliche. But from seeing AI with it on to yeah. Wally having it on the BT Awards or just seeing a youngin in, you know, HD. Mm-hmm. I was at HD today just seeing a youngin wearing a hoodie, like, Everything, all that for me, just be the same energy. I just be excited in the same amount. Like, yeah. I don't get more excited than when it's on TV or when I see somebody walking down the street. 
it's all love to me. Yeah. And um, to me, I just I feel like I still haven't made it. Like it's just this is just the beginning. Like I feel like with people saying like, man, you like really took over the city. You know what I'm saying? Your stuff everywhere. I'm like, to me in my mind, it's just like, yeah, I'm proud of me. But man, it's not even. This not even. I'm not even scratching the surface to where yeah. I really want to go with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What it's really going to be like? I needed to be up there. It's, it's often as you see a Nike check with Adidas stripes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, went the same way as that. Yeah, and one thing I you know I like about your brand, bro, is that, and I want to kind of I want to ask you this as a consumer, like yeah. I feel like you know everyone has a clothing line now, not even just local, if it's any other urban city, mm-hmm. but I feel like you do a great job at you know, figuring out what pieces to release before everybody get on it. So I know like right yeah. now it's like, for example, you know, people might be doing the the, the, the sweats or yeah. the pants or, the, you know, DTL got those new tight pants and all the pockets yeah. and stuff. So now I see every brand doing that. But for example, like that one hoodie, um, I can't really not describe it. It got like the elevate right there. Oh, yeah, like the little yeah. type yeah. joint. You the first person I seen do it, Fusion. and the only other place I seen that type, them types of joint at that moment was H and M. And this was like, and it was down the floor. I actually bought a joint from H and M. Like, and I seen your joint, I was yeah. like, damn, I already bought the joint. <laughs> right. But like, that's what made me think because it was a similar color too. But that's what made me think. And like, all your other pieces, I just feel like you kind of like the logo is lit, the brand is lit. But I think you pick your pieces in time to drop them. So like, how do you stay up in Man, the fashion world? Really, like, I don't have no formula for it yet. It's sometimes why I, I drop hoodies in the summertime and be like, why did I do that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? But I just, I just, I, I really just try to stay, stay true to me and then true to like, uh, just the authenticity. Like, you know, we're a DC based brand. I don't right. want anybody to get it confused. Right. So we're going to stay true to the grain of what DC is. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff is trendy and style kind of changing up in the city. But um, I just try to stick to like that base, you know what I'm saying? Of, of what we, what we know, what we yeah. love. It's times where I, just, I put out stuff that I would just wear and just see if people like it and they don't like it. But I put out that I knew the city gonna like mm-hmm. what was true to us, you know what I'm saying? And I just be like, you know, this is cool. And I just sell out, you know what yeah. I'm saying? In the in a day. So I just try to stay authentic, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't shy away from you know my who my consumer is. Right. I try to do it for my consumers, but at the same time I do what I want too. I make things like that I wanna wear. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and the quality is like great, bro. Hell yeah, and that's that's one thing I want people to. I don't like the two my own home, but it's like man, nice. I got <laughs> I got the best quality like out here. Not even off no me about DMV brands, but like I go in stores all day and just feel stuff and be yeah. like, man, my shit better than this. Yeah, that tech uh, suit I ordered it for my birthday this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like so when I got Jones like, on this point, real bad. <laughs> Nike feel like that's what I was like. You go shocked by it, but yeah. that's like great because. Like I said, it's like it content because sometimes you know maybe like support black business or support black business. But yeah, like, but they gotta support you too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? People don't want to put their shirt in the washing machine. That joint come out small. You know what I'm saying? Well, like I tell my man, like uh, when you get like certain shirt, yeah, one time on Facetime after I washed the shirt, it's a white shirt I bought. I said, bro, Kobe just came and visited me in my dream and dumped on my collar, <laughs> bro. Like that's how my joint looks. But that's love though, man. Because a lot of people are just when people call me and tell me like, man, you know. You could do this, you could do that. I love that. I appreciate yeah. that, man. Because a lot of people could just wake up in the morning and be like, you know, I can't believe this nigga made this trash ass <laughs> shirt. Put it all over their social media right, and everything. Right, right, but right, right, some right. people really want to see you when they're going to let you know, like that that tough, hard criticism. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. to me, this is like, but at, at the same token, 
anything people could find like that's wrong or any type of flaw, I probably already found it and thought about it and yeah. it's probably already bothering me. Right. But it's a process, you know what I'm saying? I only been doing this for five years. Nobody knows. That's crazy, but I feel so much longer. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it, and I only been like doing like real like manufacturing for about three and a half. So okay. nobody never showed me to. I mean, outside my man Dory, shout out Dory. Ain't nobody never like really show me to a factory or say this is how I'm supposed to go. Yeah. Or introduce me to different textiles. Mm-hmm. I just been learning on the run. So people probably say like, man, you got a big ass brand like y'all doing a lot. But I'm just like, man, me knowledge wise, I'm probably still like a freshman in design school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, for real. Um, being a DC native, um, you know, coming from DC, us growing up in DC and going to this shoe city, footlock of DC law, two eighty nine shoes, getting ready to go back to school. <laughs> Uh, that partnership with, with with shoe city as well as dclr like yeah. what did that mean for you man it meant, it meant everything to me you know what i'm saying like when i do stuff like that like i just be trying to show the kids like it's possible you yeah. know what i'm saying that's what it, that's what it always come down to and um you know those doors open up other doors like for the new balances and everything mm-hmm. same thing with the new balances like people like why you ain't drop more and um you know i was i was there i was new balances experiment at the end of the day, I wasn't about to say, yeah, I don't want to do it because y'all ain't giving us enough. Nah. Right, right. Still got to show these kids, like, nah, you can't just make a shoe or two shoes. Nah, you can make three shoes with your favorite brand, mm-hmm. with, with the shoe, whatever you're wearing right now. You know what I'm saying? You just got to believe in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't never doubt myself on anything. I ain't never limit myself. That's why when things happen, like, I'm surprised. But at the same time, it's just like, man, all this for me. Yeah, and I and that's the thing since high school, bro. You always been confident, bro. Yeah, you know, whether it was in sports, whether it was whatever. People listen don't know. Leak a rapper for real. Yeah, on the low. <laughs> I do a lot. I do a lot. Of Freestyle battling in the lunchroom. With I thought old. I was gonna be a rapper, a comedian, everything. But what I'm doing now, high school, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, nah, but for real, like, I remember them jokes in the lunchroom. Y'all used to be going there. Tripping. Yeah, and that uh. You know, it's key what you stuck out about you city because I remember when I seen the photo, that's the first thing I thought. Like, I just saw the kids in yeah. the picture, and it was like, man, that's big. And it also goes into this, this ain't even a debate, but this who started yeah, yeah, New Balance. Yeah. What other fashion, local fashion designer has their own Whatever, New Balance? Yeah. Nobody, let's just be blunt about it. Nobody from Baltimore got their own shoe. Right. <laughs> so they be talking all this. Yeah, that's right. That's another point, bro. We had yeah. a debate on one of the episodes before. It's not by coincidence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they pull up data of purchase of New Balance since back in the day. I'm sure so D.C. Sure. New Balance to tell them that. So <laughs> one of the best parts of the whole experience was being able to go out the main yeah. to where they make the actual shoes. And mm. all New Balances are handmade. They touch 40 hands. That's crazy. The so um, that's why the price is the price, and they take pride in that made in the USA. Yeah, the town true. that it's in, the whole town generate like four or five generations of families that work in that factory. Jeez. So it's like um, I was there all day. They gave me the whole history of it, and yeah, New Balance know, New Balance know they market who they need to tap in with first. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they show <laughs> big love on purpose. Yeah. DC, I don't, they ain't really mentioned Baltimore when I was there. <laughs> Shout out to Baltimore. I love Baltimore. Shout out to Shoe City, DTLR. Facts, facts. Um, so, you know, being in this position now, bro, learning a lot, um, like we all know, leadership come with a lot. So I would say, you know, you now being an influencer, being in a position, yeah. sometimes <laughs> stuff that may even be out of control, you know, as being a leader, you take the blame for it. So, like, how has that been, you know, adjusting to leadership? You know, something simple is knowing, like, Oh, if I post this, um, I, I, I definitely it. learned the hard way, but you know, I appreciate it because yeah. I'm type, I, I'm a bounce back from anything, you yeah. know what I'm saying? End of the day, I don't disrespect nobody, I don't hurt nobody, I don't break the law, so I might make my mistakes, but 
in yeah. my mind it's like i'm gonna bounce back but that's the, that's the best biggest way i learned yeah and um through my learning experiences like my biggest like downfall of being a leader is just like being naive you know what yeah. i'm saying um, you got to definitely know who you are and you got to move a certain way in certain situations. Mm-hmm. I learned that, you know, this past summer um, with the whole cookout situation. But, you know what I'm saying? It's like heavy is the head that weighs the crown. Yeah. And um, another thing for like anybody that's a leader or you successful in anything and you growing, it's just like uh, American Gangster when he told him, like, you know, your success took a shot at you. Yeah. You're going to do like have friends and be <clears throat> unsuccessful or, you know, be successful and make a little people mad. You right. know what I'm saying? That's the same thing. You gotta be ready for for your success to take a shot at you. Yeah. Um, just like the Travis Scott situation, like people come to his shows to have a good time and to rage out and all of that. But the same reason why they came, the same reason why everybody mad at him. Right yeah, now. it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it just happens, and it's it's a test. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I believe in tests when you try and grow. I believe in God, so I know the devil is real. Yeah. Um, but I take every lesson on the chin. And I, I ain't never made the same mistake twice, so yeah, I'm learning. Yeah. Nah, that's solid. Who would you say you looked up to um, as a kid, you know, coming up? With this? Um, looking up, like, I always um, really, like, looked up to my my mom, mm-hmm. but, like, I always wanted to make my brother proud. Mm-hmm. Like, growing up where I grew up around Edgewood and playing football, um, my brother and his friends, like, they was a whole crew, and they was all, you know, about four or five years older than us. Yeah. And it's like crazy because like his whole crew and everybody he would have little brothers. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So just seeing how, you know, people was like proud of their little brothers and stuff. I always wanted to make my little my, little my, my big brother proud. Yeah. So like before I met my brother, like I didn't even know kids could play football and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I seen he was playing football, so I was like, I'm gonna play football. And I was some trash. But yeah. <laughs> I made sure I got good, you know what I'm saying? I worked at it. Yeah. And um that 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 work ethic from like a young and just kinda helped me motivate myself. Like I always I always knew I'd be somebody, I always knew I would be major. Um, like I, I always tell myself like whatever I would do, I'm gonna I'm gonna be good at it. Yeah. I be telling people now, like I don't do nothing. Like everything I do, I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. But I don't do everything, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's a combination of just right influences, the way my mother raised me, and just confidence, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I really, like, motivate the shit out of myself because, like, I was watching an interview with Stefan Diggs, and he was like, man, you could say whatever you want to anybody, but mm-hmm. and, and if you being real about it, you still got to prove that shit to yourself. So right. I be trying to prove so much to myself, man. It's like, if you are who you say you are, do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What uh, what would you say, you know, the culture? We, we know is native, which is a lot of people who have visited D.C. is a very unique place. What would mm-hmm. you say, you know, the culture and the norms of D.C.? Like, how is that, you know? I'm going to talk about one, like, one, like, kind of negative side of the culture. Mm-hmm. It's, like, kind of that, like, survivor's remorse. Yeah. Um, you know, you just want to stay connected to the people. You don't want to, nobody feel like, oh, you think you better than them. Right. So that kind of, like, that kind of early on and still sometimes now, because, like I said, I, I didn't grow up this way, so. Yeah. It's very easy to dim your light, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Especially because it's certain type of attention that come with that that mm-hmm. you don't really want, you don't really yeah. need. So it's like, um, I feel like that's a big part of our culture. Like we dim our light a lot because, you know what I'm saying, nobody wants to be the loudest in the room. That don't right, work right, out right, right. that don't work out well for yeah. people where we come from. And so, you know, or we was always taught or we always had that old head, like he was getting like dang, ain't nobody know though. 
That's how you're supposed to be. Yeah, we, I you know tell people all the time, but we we almost be too cool. For yeah, we too cool. Yeah, like <laughs> well, to the point where we can't even pass ourselves in the back. And it's yeah. and it's times where I slow down and realize, like, man, I I didn't accomplish so much, and I just brushed it off because it was yeah. just like, ah, right, you gotta do more. You gotta mm-hmm. keep going though, or or you know, if you 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 love yourself too much, people gonna hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, nah. It's, so it's I a... definitely been conscious of that. You know what I'm saying? But outside of that. As far as like the culture I grew up on, Chocolate City and everything, yeah. it's real, it's love, you know what I'm saying? Because the contrast to everything I just said is like, man, it's love in the city, it's big love in the city. I only got this far because it's love in the city, you know, right, you know what right. I'm saying? So it's just like any other cities, you gotta take the good with the bad. Yeah. You know? But the culture is supportive. You got a supportive culture that's gonna make sure you get up there, and we got that culture that's gonna make sure you stay down here. So I just stay in the middle. Yes, in the middle yeah. Nah, nah, for real, bro. Um, you know, I've been asking a lot of guests this the past couple uh, episodes, just based on. I mean, today I saw DC hit their two hundred homicide. Yeah, that's and I, it's been. I don't know how. When was the last time we had you know two hundred a year? Because usually it's almost like one seventy, yeah, one eighty. Yeah. But two hundred, you know, we got a month left to go. Holiday yeah. season coming up. Um, hopefully nothing else doesn't happen. But being realistic, we know it's probably gonna be more to come. So. You know, just talk about the DC violence. Like, you know, what what's your take on that? Um, my take is on it is like, you know, when I when I like really get down to think about it and assess the situation, it's just like, man, I don't even know. Like, I feel so hopeless. Like, I don't even know what I could do. You know what I'm saying? But in the same token, it's just like, you know, we got to take care of each other and ourselves because, I mean, DC is a small place. Nine times out of ten, for everybody complaining about the gun violence, they probably got somebody in their in family that, that got a gun that's ready to do something stupid. So it's like, you know, I feel like we all got to do our part if we wanted to end. But at the same token, it ain't going to end. I feel like none of black people's problems going to end until everybody stop. You know what I'm saying? Not just us marching this one day, but like, stop everything you're doing. Right. Stop everything. And it's... And, and, and organize and, and how long however long it takes for us to have that conversation and make some progress whatever but now i've wrecked my brain over ways like i could just help this situation it's just yeah. like man so i think about when i was 16 i had friends like that man i just think about like what could somebody have told them to get them to stop and knowing me knowing how deep they was beefing and how deep stuff was getting i'm like man it ain't i don't even know what i could have told like right to, you know, to get and, them to stop. And I know when we was growing up, like, man, when you grew up, Edge was beefing with the whole city. Yeah, they like, I was like, what, what's going on? Beefing with everybody. So it was like, you know, that on top of, like, you know, I moved um, I moved to Minnesota, you know what I'm saying, probably when I ended elementary school, beginning of middle. Okay. So I was like, I was cool with the dudes around there, too, and I was seeing people dying around there and getting mm-hmm. shot. And I'm just like, man, I don't really don't know because it's a generation that, you know, yeah. Generations of problems, you know what I'm saying? It's deep. Uh, you gotta be able to, you know, give dudes a, a real like life. You gotta get them right. a new lifestyle, not just a job and shit like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just really hard to get out that trap, man. Yeah, not nah, for real, bro. And I think uh, what I'm noticing more the older I'm getting, if it's mentoring young men or connecting with other men, um, I notice you, you know, and this isn't every case. I don't want people to think we're saying this about everybody, but a lot of people that kind of be lost and misguided, especially males, they don't have a male figure or yeah, father never had in, in their life. Yeah, the difference between I always say that the difference between me and some of my friends is dead on jail was just the privileges, man. Yeah. Not even like small I'm talking about the small privileges, like 
my lights cut on. I came home. I knew I could take a shower and smell good for school. Yeah. So I, I wanted to go to school. Right. I knew I was going to have a clean uniform. Um, I had coaches that would come pick me up. Yeah. If I couldn't make it to practice and made sure I was at practice. On the weekends, they Coach brought me up uh big house, man. He had us in about four or five basketball leagues. We never had the same team, you know what I'm saying? He, yeah. If you was available, you wasn't doing nothing. Saturday, Sunday, Friday, come with us. Get in this van. We're about to go play this Merlin League. We're about to play in this church league and the yeah. rec league. Y'all stay out of trouble. Knock yourself out. By the right. time we get back around the way, you just going to want to go to sleep. Right, right, right. You <laughs> had time to be out be doing out nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, some of us stayed, stayed with that formula and some, you know, some some of us was growing up a little bit faster and yeah. branched off and just one wrong decision. Yeah, and got you know, got drowned by the wayside. That's not their fault, that's not his fault, but you know the culture of this city, man, like kids got some kids that you gotta grow up real fast yeah, and there's nothing it's, you could do about it. Yeah. When you when you travel other you places, can't, you know Tony that Lewis way. told me this, man. You can't help a kid without helping their family. Yeah. And that's the biggest mistake that TL. we've been making. We've been like, Oh, we're gonna do for these kids, these kids, but like we with these kids, tops eight hours a day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sixteen hour hours, they would, they in the, they in the house, they right. around whoever that is. So right, if you're right. not helping them help that kid, then That's no true. matter what we do for eight hours, that shit getting offset every it's time they go right. home. You got stopped all the way yeah. back over. <laughs> no, for real. And uh, it made me think about you know we just talking about it. When you think about your dad. Um, something I've noticed, you know, his support for you, yeah. but also like kind of what we just saying how this organically happened, like. I see your father, I'm like, yo, your father's flat as shit. Yeah, my mom too. Like, <laughs> I, my mother real illness, but like, my mother, like, best dress in her high school yearbook and all that. So it was like really conceived. Like, I never, you know. And that's I, what I mean. It's like, I feel like this is ain't God. Ain't nobody teach me how to dress yeah. or nothing. Like, I just started dressing myself and just watching my father and my mother. I just know what to do. And it's like crazy. I never thought, like, maybe you could have a clothing line, bro. I never thought about that. I was like, I'm going to just. I'm gonna get dressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever y'all do, that's what y'all do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, for sure. So let's talk about LA. The transition from DC to LA. Yeah. Um, that's a crazy transition. You know, different coast, different culture. Talk about that. Um, it was pretty easy for me. Like, since my first time going to LA in 2012, like I think most people feel this way. Like, once you go there, you like, damn. It'd be cool to live here, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was broke then, so it wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't really, you know, manifesting it too much yet. But, yeah. um, you know, once I started doing my brand, I would travel out there more, and I liked it, liked the vibe a lot. And then um, once, you know, the pandemic hit, I was coaching. I was coaching football before the pandemic. So when um the pandemic hit and they was like, yeah, no more football, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a, a physical storefront. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do everything online, so it's right. like I could run my business from anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. Pandemic hit, and I'm like, man, these DC winters sure is getting colder and colder. <laughs> I said, I'm gone, man. Why not? You know, do something. I kept seeing like the little post saying, um, you know, if you under thirty with no kids, yeah, go get out of your hometown. You know, go live somewhere else. You put, it might like, have been the same post. It was saying it was a life hack. Yeah, it was like live somewhere. Yeah, else, my mother. Said you don't got no that. kids or nothing. You under thirty, just go live somewhere else. That's one of the best things will happen to you. Yeah. So I, I just went for it, man. And, you know, I moved out there during the pandemic, and I still made some great connections. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my brother, Wale. Mm-hmm. He definitely looked out for me the whole time I was out there. That's yeah. one of the main reasons I went out there, too. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's just like, you know, still did well in the pandemic. But, like, now it's like I'm kind of eager to get back because everything open now. So I can really, right. like, you know what I'm saying, get on my grind and do the L.A. takeover like mm-hmm. I did D.C. 
how do you uh you know how's the networking out there been for you kind of easy it's kind of difficult man it's way it's way easier you know what i'm saying but at the same time like the internet make the world so small that's true every day i go out if i'm out from like more than four hours somebody's gonna recognize me like what's up man you know whether they're from back home or somewhere else in the country but you know it's real small but um everywhere i go all the events i do you know what i'm saying just take one person at a time like some days i'm out there passing out, you know, stickers and hand sanitizer and yeah. free masks. And some days I'm on set with, like, top models, and I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. networking with them. So um, it's been it's been easy. That's definitely not a place, like, for people. Like, you you don't want to, like, talking to people. You don't want, like, hustling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ain't going to make it out there. Because even though it's L.A., correct me if I'm wrong, like, do you feel like coming from the East Coast, like, it still feels slow out there to you? Or L.A. is a different No, it's definitely, um, it's definitely slow. Yeah, yeah, it's real chill. Slow, you know what I'm saying? But the thing Keep about LA is different. they got place. They got they got place. Parts of LA that reminds you, Waldorf is parts of LA that reminds you, <laughs> downtown is parts yeah. of LA that reminds you, uh, New York City. Yeah, it's parts of LA that reminds you that you in LA. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's 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 a lot of different vibes in LA, but it's all about what you make it for real. For mm-hmm. So I uh, heard you say some uh, not so long ago. You were just saying that the business now is all online. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a goal of maybe opening something? A store? Hell yeah, that's like yeah. on the top of my list. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, it was supposed to happen 2020, like right before the pandemic. The pandemic hit, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever. And so, um, even this summer, I had a, pers- a prospective spot in mind, but that was during the time where like they was like, all right, you don't need no mask. All right, put your mask back on. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I'm not trying to get stuck with this overhead. I can't even get people in my store. Right. And shutting down the country again. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely, like, my biggest goal. I'm missing out on so much growth and opportunity by not having a store. But, um, you know, we've been doing it online. We've been doing well for ourselves, getting better every year. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thank my supporters for, you know, keeping us alive. It's hard for people to go five years straight online, no yeah. store, no nothing. But, yeah, and- you know, we've been doing the partnerships, like I said, with Juicing and DTLR. So people been, you know, satisfied with that, but I know. You know what I'm saying? So, they would rather have that eat store. Right. <laughs> you know, that staple in the city. And that's me sometimes too. Like I just gotta get to it. I just gotta do it because me, I just wanted to be so perfect. And that's never been my yeah. formula for anything. Just wait till it's done or wait till it's ready. No, I just go and just keep improving. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I just need to get in that space and don't worry about having the 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 best, the coldest, uh the coldest, you know layout and all of that just you know it's, it's gonna be a process you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so that's what i'm focused on I'm trying trying to get my ducks in order to get this house first mm-hmm. and then um yeah i'm trying to get the store yeah and outside of you know the brand and just thinking like you know you said earlier both 29 about to be 30 yeah. are you up on the crypto the nft yeah i'm up on crypto i was okay. getting on that early so you know what i'm saying beginning of the pandemic when i couldn't get no like i couldn't get no loans or nothing from the bank man it was <laughs> It was hurting, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, and at the same time, I couldn't get no, um, I couldn't get none of my clothes in because, you know, the Border Patrol, mm-hmm. they were shutting everything down. They wouldn't let none of my packages in. So, man, that pandemic, I, I went like three months, you know, not making no money, still paying, yeah. still paying on my payroll, you know what I'm saying? One thing that helped me do that was that, it was that crypto. So yeah. <laughs> got in that crypto real early, you know what I'm saying? Before it was like going real crazy, like towards the end of the pandemic, like, I already knew a little bit about it. So mm-hmm. NFTs, um, I got in on Ethereum and it was like $700. And like, I remember when the, the Bitcoin, when I started, 
messing with it in the pandemic. It was at like 19. So it was pretty early, you know what I'm saying? I think Ethereum yeah. at like 41, Bitcoin at like 61. Yeah. I mean, no, Bitcoin at 61,000, Ethereum at 4100. So, and then it's like some other like little small joints, um, like you know, small coins I I invested in for the long run. But then also over the pandemic, like I understood how the stock market works, but I really started learning it and getting hands on, setting goals. You know, hundred dollars, I'm gonna make a hundred dollars a day, stuff like that. So I've been I've been having all the type different type of investments, but it was one point during the pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Where I was like, why am I putting my money into these companies? Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a company. <laughs> why don't I just buy more? If you don't take nothing away from this interview, make sure you go follow the Blues Brothers TPC. It's a wonderful young young lady named Sharonda Ford, and she's working to get um, the first sensory environment for children with autism in the city. Outside of school, there's no way for those families to, you know, take their kids to be able to enjoy, like, the simple things of life, like being a kid. So um, her initiative, and she has two twin boys that have autism, her initiative is to get that center built. So we're trying to get a rec center, whatever we can do right now, you know what I'm saying, Okay. for these children with autism so they can have, you know, a place to grow as well because it's it's, it's almost impossible for their parents to take them to the mall yeah, or right. a basketball game or things like that. It's not that simple with them. So you don't take nothing away from that. Make sure you follow the Blues Brothers TBC and support them any way possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just I, – I, that's one thing I want to see happen. And Black Friday deals start tomorrow. Black Friday start tomorrow. Allhomage.com. That's that too. I don't even know when it's going to come out, but allhomage.com. We always got something for you. Even if it's your first time, we got a discount for you. Hey, I better get y'all because I plan to rack up. Yeah, <laughs> All right, we out. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station, where hustle plus faith equals success. Stay tuned for the next episode.